0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Better Together podcast. We're here on episode one, two, twelve. If you guys don't know what one, two is, that's twelve. Uh, I am here with MJ and Cassie, as always. Gentlemen, how are we? What up, what up? Hello,
1: you handsome fellers.
0: Thank you, sir. It's one of the only times I get complimented during the week, so I greatly appreciate it. hmm. Uh, today we are going to be discussing a topic that is near and dear to my heart and near and dear to the values of the gym, which is the fourth component of fitness for fit society. And that is recovery. Uh, so as always, we're going to get into a three, two, one format, three thoughts, one from each of us, two myths that we are going to debunk one question for you listeners slash viewers to ask yourselves. And a go, which would be an action step that you should take to have this impact your life um, and help you along your uh, holistic approach to health. Uh, So with that being said, um, does somebody want to kick us off with a thought on recovery fourth component of fitness?
1: I can tee it. I'll tee it up. And I guess I'll just ride the coattail, Corey, when you said uh, part of our program or something we value in our gym for those of you that don't know, uh, if you're a member of ours or you're not a member of ours, you can look at our program. If you go to fitsocietyaz.com and click on our program, uh, we follow what we call a five component of fitness program, uh, nutrition, uh, resistance training, cardio, uh, rest and recovery, and then accountability, motivation, and guidance. Um, so this is the fourth component of our five component program. So that's, uh, You're exactly right. We value it. So I think the first thing or my thought on this is to provide clarity to anybody listening with respect to what is recovery uh, and how do you define it? Uh, Rest and recovery, those terms get thrown around a lot. But I think there are people inside our gym that don't know, although they're very similar, they're they're different things. When I think of rest, okay, uh, which is separate from recovery, I think of two things, sleep, sleep, And time not spent training. That's rest. So how you sleep and how you spend that time is very critical. Uh, And then when we go to recovery, which is going to be the topic of today's conversation, more so than just that, uh, I think you're referring to specific techniques and actions that you actually take to maximize your body's repair, right? Things like, for example, uh, although nutrition is our first component of fitness, your nutrition will determine your recovery, how you repair, right? Hydration, uh, heat, ice, stretching, uh, SMR stuff. So self-myofascial release, your your stress management, um, those types of things are all techniques and actions that build up recovery, right? So my thought on recovery is that if I could distill it down to one thing, it would be that it is probably one of the least planned and most underutilized ways for people to enhance their performance. Correct. Like that's my position. That's my opener. That's what it. It just is what it is. So many people are consumed yeah. about like, what do I do when I'm actively working that one hour out of 24 hours? My thing is, what do you do in the other 23 hours? Right. Right. So actually having a game plan for those 23 hours in that capacity, especially if you're going to come kick the shit out of yourself in a gym or at home or whatever, and be active. That's why it's one of our five components of fitness.
2: Absolutely. I agree. Uh, you know, and my thought would be, um, you know, if you look at the elite athletes out there um, and, you know, kind of in our space with uh, the CrossFit elites, uh, you know, Matt Frazier and the Tia Tomies, um, it, you know, if, if you follow them or follow any, any pretty active CrossFit, uh, athlete at the elite level, you just see them half the time. You see them, um, in their recovery stage, uh, where they're either getting massages, they're using, uh, you know, the, the massage guns they're getting, um, you know, they're doing, uh, ice baths they're doing, uh, needling, they're doing all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, they just work out all the time. Well, yeah, they do because a lot of them, that's just their job. But, um, you know, they, they take a lot of time to recover and uh, they put themselves through some pretty intense stuff with uh, folks like us where we have, um, you know, you, you hold down a job and then you try to work out. And live a balanced life, um, recovery is super important during that time. Because if you want to be able to be able to do the other things in your life, um, you know, enjoy family and, and just do your normal things like walking upstairs and, um, you know, doing things that uh, are, are natural in your life, then recovery is a big piece of that. And um, where, you know, a lot of people just take it for granted and they just say, well, you know, I only have time to work out. So I'm just going to work out and I'm going to beat myself up and, keep doing that over and over and over again until they either quit or they have an injury that, that forces them to quit. So uh, that's the other thing. I just, you know, just thinking that even the elite have to, they, they plan it much more than we do. And that's something that I think a lot
0: of us fail to do. Yeah, for sure. I guess my main thought here is um, it's, it was very elegantly said one time I heard it. Um, I can't remember who, what guy said it or gal said it, but we work out to create the opportunity for ourselves to recover. And basically what that means is we come into the gym, we'll do heavy lifts, we'll do hard met cons, and we're damaging our muscle. We're putting our central nervous system under stress to create this environment and this response in our body to help us gain performance. And the only way that really gets sent home is if we then take the opportunity after that fact to actually recover to put in the work, to make sure that we're healthy, to eat the right things, to sleep the right amount of sleep, to do the mobility, to do the flexibility, all the things that encompass this rest and recovery. If we don't take advantage of those uh, key factors, all of that stuff that we're doing in the gym might start to progress us a little bit, but ultimately is going to put us into a regression, make us weaker, cause us to have less performance or get us injured. Um, so a lot of the times what I think about here is like, you know, the guy who's like, well, I can deadlift 405 pounds. I'm super fit. I'm super strong. And it's like, well, that's great that you can deadlift 405 pounds. But if you wake up every day and your back hurts and you have a hard time rolling out of bed and you can't pick up your kid when they run at you first thing in the door without doing a 30-minute warm-up, are you that fit? Or are you just mm-hmm. really good at deadlifting? And outside of that, you are literally broken. <laughs> um, so it's, it's very, yeah, heavy emphasis there. Heavy emphasis there on the wrestling recovery.
1: Right, so that would tie us into uh, a myth going from our three thoughts to our two myths that recovery is or should only be prioritized with either people with injuries or the other thing I'm going to add to that or is athletes, right? And my thing is this, is over the last 10 years, the biggest innovations with respect to training have not not come on a level of programming with respect to, to, uh, you know, intention with desired stimulus and response. It's come in this area of recovery, how I outlined it from the very beginning. Like Cassie said, the Matt Frazier's and those types of people in the CrossFit world, or any professional athlete in the big four, even the NASCAR guys that sit behind a car, and every athlete out there have really prioritized recovery and 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 incidentally enough everybody's performance has just gone through the freaking roof in the last 10 years go watch an nba basketball game in the finals right now versus 10 years ago like the speed of the game the athleticism how high how far how long like they're just freaking animals now you go well mj you're proving the point that the recovery is only for the athletes and shit my thing is this most people that walk into the gym have an aesthetic goal first and foremost right like i want to look good and i want to feel good well, the last, most professional athletes that I look at, look at they look good, right? Like, and, and, and their bodies are feeling good when they prioritize the recovery, right? So it just proves the fact that whether your goal is to go win a Super Bowl or whether your goal is to look good naked, all right? You understand you have to do five things to do that. We just outlined those five components of fitness. And these people have over the last 10 years really prioritized this component and it's gone to a whole new level. I think sleep, for example, that's one of the sleep and body work are really the big two. This is just my opinion in the last 10 years that there's just been so much research done and validation done that that if, if you get your eight hours and your REM sleep and those types of things, I think a breathwork, Corey, you and Rachel just did a breathwork seminar. I would put that in the category of, um, of uh, active body work. It's a stretch, but it lives in that space. And then this body work with like kairos and massages and dry needlings and all these other things, not when you just have injury, but to keep yourself from being injured, that's just paid so many fucking dividends for so many people. And I just think we're missing a huge opportunity. And knowing that if you're not prioritizing that in your life, you're, you're missing a, you're missing one of the, the five spokes on that
0: wheel. Yeah, I think uh, one of the key things that I'm going to jump in here real quick on, too, is the you said people primarily come in with a couple goals, one of them being look good, feel good and tying that back to the 405 pound deadlifter. It's awesome to look good walking on the beach with a six pack and freaking biceps and good quads and legs. But if you can't play a game of spike ball or go swim in the ocean because you're hobbled like that sucks congratulations you look nice lay on your beach towel and get a sunburn yeah
1: and it sucks too man because listen we live work and play in the chandler community okay and like i'll run into ex members right or even current members and, and we'll talk like so how's it going well when i was doing that i felt like it was just so hard on my body right or like you know this is the type of feedback we get and i'm sitting there going Okay, yeah, you need on a custom stimulus. It needs to be dosed properly. The medicine's the same for everybody, but the dose is different. Like, what'd you do on a recovery plan? Like like what's the alternative? You do nothing and you get fat? But yeah. you but 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 you didn't hurt? Well your your body's gonna hurt from sitting in sedentation. So it's like yeah, which which way do you want it? There's a little give and take there. So yeah, if your organs hurt now. Yeah, if you're gonna jump in the fire, i.e. working out, you should probably put some fire suppressant Freaking, you know, uh Uh, stuff on so you can weather the freaking fire i.e a recovery program i tried to use a firefighter
0: big fucking swing and miss
1: yeah that's okay
0: stick to wrestling okay mullets got it done yeah cool second myth yeah hit it rolling to number two okay second myth is going to be that volume is the only variable or the most important variable that matters in recovery. And what do we mean by that? The myth being that as long as you're coming to the gym and doing a little less amount of work than you normally do, you are recovering. Um, so I'll just jump right in. I, on jump why. In it. I think that's a myth. Yeah. So a lot of times uh, what i hear is people, normally they do a full hour class. Some people do a full hour class, maybe a little extra after class or a little extra before class to try to dial in skills, whether it's gymnastics, aesthetics, weightlifting, whatever the case may be. They come in on their recovery day and they're like, oh, I'll just hit a quick 5K row. And that's great. Yes. The volume is a lot less. And if that person was like, I'm going to hit a quick five K row and I'm going to do it only breathing through my nose and make sure my heart rate stays under 120 beats per minute. And I'm going to rest one minute after every one K and just hold a pace. Cool. Well, that sounds like a great active recovery day. But what I see them doing is I'm going to hit a quick five K row and I'm looking at them at the last K and they're pouring buckets of sweat their back's rounded over. They're pulling as hard as they can. And what they're missing here Doing an is bro, the variable bro. that we talked about. Doing an active row. Just an active row. The variable that we talk about all the time, which is intensity. Their intensity is through the roof. Now, at a physiological level, what does that do to our body? That takes our central nervous system. It puts it under a huge load and a bunch of duress and stress. And it does not create an area for us to recover. It puts us under more stress and sends our cortisol, which is all of our inflammation and stress level hormones through the roof. And now you've put yourself into an even deeper hole compared to if you would have just come in and done some mobility work or stayed at home and walked 10,000 steps in the sun and got eight hours of sleep. You would have been leaps and bounds ahead of what you were than if you would have come in and smashed your head against a Mm rower.
1: Yeah. And I think it goes back to kind of defining and Cass, you can jump in on this, this active recovery. You have a, a good hat from a member's perspective and you've seen like people come in go like, I'm on my fitness program, I'm off my fitness program and seeing everybody do different things. But the number one vari- for sure variable is above and beyond volume with it. It's just intensity. Like to me, active recovery is anything low intensity. You can still break a sweat, but like you said, Corey, you can't be in a pile of sweat when you're done. It's just, it's antithetical of what you're trying to do because at the end of the day, the act of recovery should do this. It should be something you enjoy doing, right? It should help you feel better. And I think it should help you bring some mental clarity. Like yeah. it's got to do those three things because going back to what recovery is, it's a component or a variable that you insert in your program that helps you progress in the space outside of the physicality of it. So, um, you know, you, you, you first gotta define what that is and what that isn't so that you can sit back and go, am I doing that or not? On Sundays, at, I think it's nine o'clock, we have an active recovery class, right? Yeah. And and uh, it's low intensity, It's it has to do with body work, it's more body work and mind centered more than anything, probably more body than mind, but for some it's mind, where we go through and we do range of motion workouts, right, like yeah. a ROM type type, programming or methodology or long stretching combination of static and dynamic or PNS stretching. Like that's what we do.
0: Yeah. I I think I want to jump in here one more time. Sorry, Cass. I know I'm not even letting you talk, but I'm just going to take over the camera. Okay. Just, yeah, just look good. Okay. Uh, I just want to give some tangibles uh, variable wise to our members or listeners that they can follow to set themselves up for a good recovery plan. So three things off the top of my head. Um, Number one is when you're doing your recovery workout, um, conversational pace or nasal breathing pace. So if you can just breathe through your nose the entire time, that'll keep your heart rate low enough for the most part that you should be good to go. If you uh, struggle with that, then a conversational pace, meaning that you could be talking like this for the most part while you're doing your workout. That's number one. Number two would be getting into ranges of motions and movement patterns that you normally do not get into. Mm. So this would be like moving laterally. sideways rotating right getting out of what we call working out in a hallway which is up down front back so nasal breathing or conversational pace moving in new movements getting more range of motion um and then if you have a a tracker of some sort i would say under 130 beats per minute so those are three things you can kind of check off the list that would get you into a good active recovery state.
1: So there's like another way to look at that, Corey, with it. Like these are qualifiers. This qualifies it that you're actually doing active recovery and not just working out again. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: What do you think about this thing with active recovery? Because uh, there's a lot of members that um, maybe think they are or aren't, or don't even know the importance of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think a good example would be um, when we did the 75 hard, um, you know, Mm, that is 75 days of working out two days, two times a day, and for 45 minutes each. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of in, you know, it's just a lot of volume. And in the beginning, man, I, I loved it. You know, I was working out hard two times a day, I would, you know, either go to the fit and bust my butt there. And sometimes twice a day, some, and a lot of times it would be, uh, you know, a a hard run, you know, um, you know, uh, for 45 minutes or a hard bike ride, 45 minutes, man, after about, uh, probably not even 30 days, I I started to break down, you know, and obviously I'm not an elite athlete, but, um, you know, I, I, really started to break down and, um, I changed that to where, I'm forced myself to do something. I just don't really like to do. And that's just walk. And, um, so, you know, I changed my mindset and, um, I used to look at people and be like, why do they just walk? That's so boring, you know? And I tell you, it's really opened up my eyes to something different. And, um, I was able to get on podcasts. Uh, so it changed my mindset um, able to, you know, get outside of the the normal thought process of a workout of, you know, okay, I'm going to the fit. Um, today's going to be, you know, whatever, whatever workout it is, I'm going to try to beat whoever's there, you know, and try to, you know, try to kick butt. So the walk really just, you don't even think that your mindset totally changes and you get into a realm of, you know, all, almost like you're open-minded and, um, you get into a sense where I didn't have to really concentrate other than listening to that podcast and walk, you know? And so, um, yeah, so I guess that's my thought on it or, you know, the, the, the way I've experienced it as a, uh, you know, just a, a member of the gym and, and right. trying out something different. So yeah, that's kind of where I come from.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I also listen to podcasts all the time when I walk too, but I would also encourage, I do this every once in a while too, every, every month or so. I would encourage members or listeners to, if you've never done this, go for a 30 or a 45 minute walk. It's hard in the summer. You'd have to get up early or go late at night and don't listen to anything. <laughs> Grab a bottle of water, be in nature and be with your thoughts. And that brings a ton of clarity as well. Yeah. I mean, I and, and, and recharges the battery real good.
1: Yeah. We might, we might, if anybody out there is listening like me, when I do that or did that for the first time or get away from it and go back to it, it brings a lot more cloudiness than clarity. <laughs> just personally speaking, it's something I don't want to do. And it's uh, because I just know I get uncomfortable in that space. But to your point, going through the process and going over it, the end result is I land on some clarity. And it's yeah. a good going back to like, where is the mental component in your training program? Right. Like that's where I think what yeah. you said, so valuable, Corey. And I think Cassie, what you and I got out of that 75 hard in that space with those active recoveries is it opened up that fourth component in a mental space. Yeah. So, yeah. And, it, and if you don't have it, man, it's, if you don't have it, it's so, it, there's nothing more difficult when, whether when you're in an exercise program and getting it on and you're, you're mentally not firing or when you get out of rhythm, to get back into rhythm. It's just, it's like this uphill thing and you're just pushing and pushing and pushing. So to your point by doing an active recovery or going for a walk and can either get you right while you're in it or get you back into it. And it's uncomfortable and it sucks. But if you can take that advice that Corey gave uh, the end result is clarity. So, so sure? we'll, yeah. so we'll shift gears into the question, which is, do, do I have a recovery plan or what is my recovery, uh, recovery
0: plan? Um, Corey. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is easy enough is if you're listening or watching or however you're consuming, this is for you right now, if somebody to ask you that exact question, what's your recovery plan? If you can't rifle off an answer, like I work out Monday, Tuesday, I do an active recovery Wednesday, I work out Thursday, Friday, full rest day on Saturday, mobility on Sunday right. or vice versa. Like, right. I recover by eating whole foods. I make sure that I get at least eight hours of sleep every night. I turn off the TV one hour before I go to bed. So I don't have blue light and when I wake up in the morning to make sure I get into sunlight to get my circadian rhythm together. Like if you don't have answers like this put together, you're laughing. You lacking. don't have a plan. Yeah. You don't have a plan. You're just, right. you're throwing it together. You're going to wait till my knee hurts or yeah. I feel beat up yeah. to do a recovery yeah. day. And now you're behind the ball. Yeah.
1: At best, if you're that person, Corey, you're following four components of fitness which will get you in shape, but by adding the fifth component of fitness, it will keep you there. Correct. That's the takeaway. It'll keep you there and it'll make it sustainable. Right. So I guess my thought on this would be, is I opened with saying or identifying what I thought recovery is right. It's those techniques or actions taken to maximize your body's repair. So the first thing you got to do or what I would do like actionably is write those things down, like write down on a piece of paper, hydration, nutrition, stretching, SMR, uh, self-mytheid fast release, Cairo, PT, massage, whatever it is. And then just, where does that go in your overall program? That's one component of the five. Like just start there. Um, I, I do this a lot when I get out of rhythm, I'll be like, all right, all right, I'm going to go to the Cairo. Once every two weeks, I'm going to get my massage. Uh, every three weeks, I'm going to drink a gallon of water. And like when I do those things, man, I just feel so much better. Um, I, it's just, this is, a, again, my personal testimony. And then when I've worked with clients and they do it, they just feel so much better. But again, often uh, so underutilized.
2: Yep. And I, I I feel the same. Um, I, you know, when I do fall off the, the wagon and start, you know, just not working out as much, not eating as well, or, or not drinking uh, enough water. Um, the easiest way for me to do is literally just get a, a calendar. Because with me, I, I travel a lot for work. Um, yeah. And so um, if I don't plan out those things, um, man, I, I just, I really fall off the rails. So um, you know, and, and like you said, MJ is that you write it down, I, I put it in a calendar. And, you know, I have little boxes at the top of each day and one box is, uh, you know, when I finish my water, I can X that off. If I hit the workout that day, then I able to check that off. And then, you know, the nutrition, I, I try to always, you know, kind of tabulate my, my cab- my calories for the day and hopefully they're healthy. Um, you know, I, and again, it's just, and then I, I have my travel days worked in there, you know, and, and uh, so those are days that, you know, I won't be working out, but, you know, I can do other things such as read and, and write and journal and stuff like that during those travel days. So, you know, um, it is, you know, if you don't plan for it, you're you're not going to have a plan. That's it. That's it. I dig it. anything you want to add,
1: Corey? Nope. Sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, fourth component. Don't be uh, the guy or gal that gets in shape only to lose it or to get the abs and not feel good, right, yep. or what, what, whatever it is. Prioritize yep. it. If anybody needs help with anything, I think another thing I'll throw out there, we got two emails this week, guys, uh, on questions um, from previous podcasts we had at you should at fitsocietyaz.com. If you have any questions or follow-up, let us know. We actually will respond back and email you back. Um, So if we can help in any way with a program or this component or any others, we are uh, certainly happy to help. We do this to uh, as a give back, like we're just here, like, how can we help? We're just taking our experiences, trying to help. And if you need something, reach out. So uh, till next time, America, gentlemen, love you long time. Adios, boys. And a wrap. See you guys. See you, bud.